0: Good evening, everybody. I pray that you are blessed and favored of God on this evening. I pray God's favor is resting upon you and your household, even as we share with you tonight. To our Bright Temple family, welcome to Tuesday Night Live here. This is the broadcast of Bible study for Bright Temple Church of God in Christ. And to all of our friends and visitors, we say welcome and thank you for joining us on this evening. May I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your people. We thank you for those who have joined us tonight. And we pray that the words that we shall share from our Father will be a blessing to them. May your word be a lamp unto your feet, their feet and a light unto their path. In Christ's name we pray, amen, and God bless you. On Sunday, we shared a very special message from the book of Daniel. We shared relative to recipes, and we talked about a recipe for deliverance. When talking about Daniel, there are several things that we shared, and we invite many of you who did not hear our message on Sunday to catch our channel on YouTube. You can subscribe to us, it's youtube.com Bright Temple. YouTube.com forward slash Bright Temple. It's that simple. I invite you to share and hear the message in its entirety. Tonight, we wanna share a few principles that we did not have an opportunity to share on Sunday. A few things that God had given us that we simply did not have the time to share on Sunday. We were in Daniel chapter six, and tonight we wanna pick up on Daniel chapter six, and we're looking at verse 17. Again, that's Daniel chapter six, and we're gonna start at verse 17. The English Standard Version reads from Daniel 6 and 17, And a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his lords, that nothing might be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No diversions were brought to him, and sheep fled from him. Verse 22 reads, My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed me, because I was found blameless before him and also before you, O king. I have done no harm. Then the king was exceedingly glad and commanded that Daniel be taken up out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den, and no kind of harm was found on him, because he had trusted his God. Many of us are familiar with the story of Daniel in the lion's den, and some are familiar by reputation only. Here we see the king in the latter portion of the story. In the first portion, we see Daniel being accused and f- because of his faith. Daniel was accused because they had created an injunction that no one was to petition anyone, not even their God, except for the king for thirty days. And Daniel went and prayed even after he knew the petition and the injunction had been signed. He went forward and continued to pray as he had three times a day towards Jerusalem to his God. So here we find Daniel thrown into the lion's den and the king comes and finds Daniel unharmed. When they throw Daniel in the lion's den, you see there in verse 17, it says they closed the mouth of the den with a stone. They put Daniel behind a closed door. And I wanted to expound upon that on this evening. I wanted to talk about closed doors and how do we behave behind closed doors? Have you ever found yourself on the wrong side of a closed door or what you felt was the wrong side of a closed door? We talked about a recipe for deliverance and in preparing a recipe, we know at some point once the ingredients are prepared and mixed, they're put in a pan and at some point they are subjected to heat, whether it not, whether it be in an oven, whether it be in a fryer, whether it be in a pan, whatever you decide to cook this recipe. At some point, the ingredients are blended and it is subjected to heat. In the case of an oven, it is then placed behind a closed door. As a relative to Daniel, he was placed behind a closed door. But behind that door, what seems to be the wrong side of that door, God was up to something. And I want to let you know that tonight because somebody right now, you feel like you're on the wrong side of a closed door. But I want to encourage you that God is up to something. We do not always understand what God is doing. We do not always understand his plan. We do not understand the meandering path that God often puts us on. But I want to let you know that behind that door that you feel you're on the wrong side of that's closed, God is up to something. God was preparing the king's hearts and the hearts of the the people of the Medes and the Persians, and even preparing something special for Daniel as Daniel laid on the wrong side of the closed door. The thing about it is many of us, we feel like we're on the wrong side of the closed door because of our own perception. Maybe we should stop looking and perceiving with our eyes and our ears and with our hearing and with our smell and with what things look like. And rather, we should perceive the way God desires for us to perceive, and that's with our faith. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We should never lose in our ears the ringing sound that reminds us of what God told us. What God said to you, what God promised you, should forever ring in your ears, even when it seems like you have confronted a closed door. When it seems like you're on the wrong side of the door there should be a ringing in your ears and those should be the words of god reminding you what he has promised you because no matter what it looks like god's promises are always valid no matter how bad the environment may seem at that moment god is always going to come true to his word the word says heaven and earth will pass away before one jot or tittle, before one dotted I or cross T of God's word shall fail. Don't allow your faith to fail, even in moments of adversity, even when you're on the wrong side of the door. Remember that God is still up to something, and whatever he has promised you, it will come true. On Sunday, we share that sometimes the closed door of the oven is God allowing himself and allowing us to be prepared. He turns up the heat because he's forming us into something without the heat. Maybe we're not malleable enough to be formed into God's image. Maybe we're not conforming enough to what God desires us to be. So sometimes he turns up the heat so that we'll be more shapeable so that our hearts will be more open and our spirits will be more open to what God is trying to do in our lives. Don't fear the the heat in your life. Just understand that God is causing the heat. He's allowing the heat. He's up to something. And whatever he's up to, it's to complete the will he has for you. Whatever he has told you, whatever word he has spoken in your ear, even the closed door in the heat is there intentionally so that he can perfect the will, his will in your life. No, don't, don't fret the closed door. Just be reminded God's word is yet true. And while I'm on this side of the closed door, even though I can't see how he's doing it, God is up to something. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord, to them who are the called according to his purpose. As a young man, often I'd be at my grandmother's house, and for those who know my grandmother Dorothy Chrisman, she was some kind of cook. She liked to cook. She liked to bake. And as a child, we often would go in the kitchen while she we heard the or while we heard her cooking, or we felt we smell those smells coming from the kitchen, and we wanted to know what was happening. We were curious. So many times we would look at the oven and if we dared to put our hand on the handle to the oven, oftentimes it was followed by a swift smack. Grandma would slap our hands or pop us with the spoon because she did not want us to open the door too soon. She said, Larry, if you open the door too soon on the cake, the cake will fall. Leave the door closed because once if you leave it closed long enough. When you bring the cake forth, it will not fall. And some of us, the reason we are in our lives and in our situations, we have subjected ourselves to falling is because we open the door too soon. God was not finished with you. God was not done with you getting the lesson out of your storm. What is the purpose of going through a storm? What is the purpose of going through a trial? If I do not stay in the trial, of the storm long enough, to learn the lesson of the trial, to get knowledge out of the storm, for, to allow the storm to prepare me to be better. Grandma, was saying I'm popping you. I'm, I'm disciplining you right now because even though you don't understand it, the door needs to remain closed. The heat needs to remain constant so that when the cake comes forth, it will not fall. And I want to let you know that you're in the middle of a storm behind a closed door and the heat is turned up. But I want to let you know that and encourage you to stay there. Stay there until God brings you out, because when God brings you forth, you will not fall for now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Don't fear the closed door or be reminded again, God's word won't fail. Behind the closed door, God is up to something. And when he does open the door, he'll bring you forth so that you do not have to fall. See, a problem is we like to see things. And when we don't see it, sometimes we step out of our faith and begin to operate in our flesh. We step out of the faith that God is procuring and he's trying to perfect in us. Because we don't see it, we step out of faith and then we'd begin to walk by sight. And when you walk by sight, you're walking in your flesh. You're walking in your humanity. The Bible warns us that there is a way that seems right in man, that the ends whereof are the ways of death. When we follow the ruminations of our flesh, when we follow our own design, it always ends up in death. I want you to think for a moment, and I have to acknowledge for myself, I can't testify for you. But I just want to let you know that there's a lot of things in my life I killed because I tried to do it my own way. There are some dreams of mine that I had that died. Not because God failed, but because I tried to do it my own way. Some opportunities, some relationships that fell away. Not necessarily because it was God's will, but because I tried to do things my own way. And every time. That I try to do things my own way Something dies Because that's the way of man When we follow the way of man We cause things To die Have you ever I don't know how many of you are out there Some of you, all of you out there listening May be green thumbs as they say That means everything plant and That you get in your house That you're great at keeping it alive But I've had friends who told me That they have a brown thumb and what that means is that everything that they bring in their house, no matter how they water it, no matter where they put it in the house, no matter how much sunshine they try to expose it to. Some of them use Miracle-Gro, some of them use other chemicals, some of them watch videos on YouTube. But despite every, all of their efforts, it seems like everything that they try to take care of, it dies. I want to let you know that is exactly how our humanity and flesh is. Anything that we subject to our own humanity, anything that we subject to our own flesh, it's like the person with the brown thumb. We're destined to kill it. It will die as long as we are led by our flesh. But thanks be to God. God who has given already given us the victory through Jesus Christ. When we do things God's way, not only will it live, but those things that were already dead. God can bring it back to life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who liveth and believeth on me shall never die. And he that liveth and though he were dead, yet shall he live again. When you do things God's way, not only will he allow things to live, but even those things that were dead, God said, I can bring it back to life. Again, don't fear the closed door. Allow the heat to be turned up. Allow God to complete the process. Learn the lesson of your storm. Get the information and knowledge from your trial. God is up to something. And when you come forth, our God will make sure that you do not fall. Thank God. Praise God for closed doors. Something I want to talk about closed door. I'll tell you that birth itself is a closed door. Because once the child comes forth from the womb, there's no going back. You do not return to your mother's womb. Once you are born, the door is closed. You now have to exist out in a new environment. An environment that for nine months you have been prepared for. You're born in the womb, but everything about you, everything that's developing inside of you, Is not preparing you for life inside the womb. It's preparing you for life outside the womb. It's preparing you to exist outside of a closed door. Yes, you're born. And when you come forth, you have lungs. The lungs have to be activated. You know, the doctor, he slaps the baby on the bottom or does whatever to, he may, now may do small chest compressions with a, a small finger on the baby's chest to, to help act, remove the fluid from the lungs, to help activate the very thing that has been growing inside the child that will allow it to exist on the other side of the closed door. I wanna let you know, just like your lungs, are preparing you to exist in another dimension, in another realm, to live on the other side of a closed door. God is doing the same thing for you right now. Right now, you may be existing in a space that you love. You may be existing on a level that you can appreciate. But we know what God does. God always takes us higher. God always takes us to another realm, another level, another dimension. Right now, I promise you that God is growing something inside of you that will help you exist on another in another realm help you exist on another level god is taking you higher god is taking you to greater things so right now in the middle of where you are god is growing something inside of you that will help you exist on another level i praise god for that because as human beings we cannot always see the way that god is taking us But God is yet preparing us for where we're about to go next. So be careful with the gift that even that you have inside of you, because if we allow our gift to be handled by the way of man, what did I tell you? The flesh has a brown, brown thumb. We will wind up killing the very thing that God is trying to grow. That is going to help us exist in another realm on another level in another place. Trust God, have faith in God. Even when you don't understand what he's doing in your life, God is always, always preparing you for what is next. So once the baby is born, it's learned it's born to exist in another realm behind a closed door. It cannot go back. Another problem with the baby is that it cannot breathe if it went back because its lungs have been developed and created to exist outside the womb. Somebody right now, I can see the visual. It seems ridiculous, but it's like you're like a baby holding your nose, trying to climb back into the womb and exist in a place that is no longer fit for you. It is no longer purposed for you. You cannot breathe in that realm. You cannot breathe in that area. And some of you right now, you've been held back. You're trying to go back to a place that God has already elevated you from, that God has already delivered you from. A place where some of you are suffocating because you can no longer breathe in that space. Because God had grown something inside of you that was intentional so that you could live in another space, in another realm, on another level. The other thing about the baby is not only can it not breathe, but it cannot fit. As soon as that baby, that baby is growing and growing and growing, the baby is growing so much that it could not fit back into the womb. And I know some of us right now, we're trying to crawl back into spaces where we no longer fit. You've grown from that place. God has elevated you from that place. Physically, mentally, your mindset is different. Even your spiritual level is different now. You are too grown. God has caused you to be too big. And I'm not talking about big headed. I'm talking about matured. You've matured from that place. Think of a 17-year-old child trying to ride a tricycle. It seems ridiculous. It seems silly. But he's grown from that place. He no longer fits in that space. And some of us right now, God has matured us. He's grown us. And we're like that grown 17-year-old child trying to ride a a three-year-old's tricycle. We've been elevated. We've grown. We're too mature for that space. God has spiritually matured you and grown you to a place where you need to exist in the realm that he has prepared for you. I can think of nothing worse than for us to give up a space that God created for us. It's as if it's like Israel. God had given them the promised land. Can you imagine them standing on the banks of the Jordan looking at the promised land, but never walking into the place of God's promise? Some of us are like that. We're on the banks of the Jordan. God has promised us a place where we'll go, but we just simply have not exercised the faith to walk into that which God has already prepared for us. We'd rather hold our nose and try and breathe in a place where we can no longer breathe. We'd rather try and squeeze ourselves into a space where we no longer fit. We'd rather be that grown adult child trying to ride a small child's tricycle. We don't fit. We can't breathe. We can't thrive. We can't exist in that space any longer because God has moved you to another place. Remember, David, when David asked the Lord, shall I pursue after this truth? And God said, yes, you shall pursue and shall without fail recover all. At that moment, David no longer had permission to stay where he was. He had no he didn't have permission to stay in that space. But it was God's word that required him to move from that place because God was taking him to another level in his word and in his will. And I'm calling somebody out right now. God is calling you out to a larger space. God is calling you to a place that is wider and broader so that you can grow into what he desires you to be. I I, I shared a few few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, we talked about the Sequoia tree is so big. But you can't, you can't grow a sequoia tree inside a coffee cup. You can't take the seed of a sequoia and try and grow it inside a coffee cup. It needs a broader space. It needs a space that is deeper. It needs soil that is much wider and deeper than you can provide in the coffee cup. You can't live there. You can't exist there. That space is too small. And worst of all, you cannot grow. You cannot grow there. You need to go to a wider space. Some of us are experiencing frustration. Can you imagine if the seed, the the sequoia seed could talk and if the coffee cup could talk to each other? Imagine the seed inside the cup trying to grow and feeling frustrated because the cup does not provide enough space for it to grow. And can you imagine the cup itself being frustrated because it feels the seed getting larger and larger and pressing against the sides of the cup? And if the cup could talk, it'd say, hold on, you're hurting me. You're hurting me. You don't belong here. You were never meant to be contained inside of the cup. I need you to go to a space that is much larger. The cup and the seed could be frustrated together, but because the seed needs a larger place to grow, it needs to be liberated from the cup. I want to let you know that because some of you are in small spaces and you don't want to offend people. But sometimes in your small space, you're frustrated, but the environment is frustrated, too. Because it knows it cannot hold you. It cannot hold you. You cannot put a large shark in a small pond. It does not fit. The shark will kill all the wildlife and the shark itself will die for lack of space. It needs a larger space. It needs a bigger place. It will frustrate its environment and it itself will die. Because it needs to be in a place that has been prepared for it. And I'm telling you right now, stop living in frustration. Stop holding your nose and trying to breathe in a place that you have outgrown. Stop trying to squeeze your body into a space that is not suited for you. God has grown you. God has liberated you into a bigger place. It's time to walk outside of that closed door. Because on the outside of that closed door, God has another door prepared for you. God has another place that he has prepared just for you. And it has your name on it stop trying to live in that small space god has prepared something else for you the final thing that i want to share with you in my time is far spent we talked about the cake when you prepare the cake grandma would put the cake inside the oven and close the door and she'd pop our hands if we tried to open the door too quickly but after it had cooked for a while she would open the cake and she would open the door to the oven she'd bring out the cake in the pan. And, you know, if you've ever witnessed your grandmother cooking, they all have like a special method. I don't and it, and it's different depending on who it is, a special method for flipping that cake out of the pan. Some people may use a plate. My grandmother, something that always struck me is that as hot as the cake was, a lot of times grandma would use her hand. And I'm like, Grandma, what, doesn't that burn your hand? But everybody had a special method for flipping that, that, that cake outside of the pan. And she'd flip it out and she'd put it on a plate or put it on a dish and it'd be ready to be presented. Something that struck me is that although all those ingredients had been mixed up in that pan, it's, it was interesting how easily she would flip it out of the pan. But then when I had an understanding, I knew that prior to her putting it in the pan, She had oiled and greased the pan so that all the ingredients would cook and become crispy and break and bake, but then would be able to come out of the pan with no problem because the oil, the the grease had been applied to the pan. It had been saturated with oil. Relative to this, it reminds me of Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel, while he was in the den, He was saturated with oil, the oil of God's anointing. It was God's very anointing that did not fear him being inside the dead because the oil, God's anointing, was going to preserve him and bring him out. Just like the oil allows the cake to separate from the pan, so does the anointing of God allow you to be delivered from whatever storm you find yourself in don't fear the heat that same oil that same anointing was on the hebrew boys shadrach meshach and abednego hananiah michelle and azariah as they were placed inside the fiery furnace god's anointing was on them and that same anointing that delivered daniel was present with those boys and it delivered them from the heat and the burning flame of the fiery furnace whatever situation you find yourself in I want to let you know that God's anointing is with you. And the same God that delivered Daniel from the lion's death. And the same God and the same anointing that delivered those boys from the fiery furnace. Will be the same God and the same anointing that will deliver you from whatever place you find yourself in. Don't fear the, sh- the closed door. God's anointing is with you. And while the door is closed, God is up. To something. May I pray with you. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for these few moments we had with your people. Lord, we thank you for your word that comes to inspire, deliver, and to direct and guide us in the way that you'd have us to go. Lord, allow this word to remind us that you're with us. In the furnace, you're with us. Lord, in the small spaces from which we've been delivered, Lord, you're with us. It was your desire and your plan, Lord, that we not stay and remain in the place where we're in. But, Lord, you're growing something on the inside of us that will prepare us to live and exist and to thrive on another level. Lord, let us walk and step into the large space that you've made available for us. Let us not fear the doors that may close in front of us or behind us, because, Lord, your word is always true. And even when the door is closed and the heat is turned up, Lord, our anointing is yet with us. That anointing will deliver us and whatever you're doing, Lord, we know that you're up to something and you're preparing us to come forth better, brighter, more encouraged and a better example to those who are around us. Not that we might be a blessing only to ourselves, Lord, that we might be a better blessing to those we come in contact with. We pray all these things in our son Jesus name. Amen. I pray that you are blessed by what you heard on this evening. I pray that you are encouraged and that you will share that encouragement with someone else. Let someone else know that they do not have to fear their storm. They do not have to be stuck there. But despite whatever they're going through now, God is up to something. And the same oil of anointing that delivered Daniel and delivered the boys from the furnace will also deliver them. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you are touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify, download the app on Apple Store or Google Play, and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the 2 line, and in the 4 line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.